Hi, um, we're here with Joseph Lambert, um, student on the MA in Translation Studies here at University of Hull. Uh, welcome. Um, Thank you. You're also a freelance translator from French and Italian into English. Um, and we're also here with Dr. Fuera Fernandez, um, distinguished lecturer in Translation Studies. And I'm Dr. Sarah Maitland, uh, lecturer in Translation Studies as well. And we wanted to chat to you, Joseph, because we're really interested in hearing as you approach near the end of your studies, what's it been like trying to reflect on your work as a translator across the year? So you know that all of your assignments have involved an element of practical translation and then an element of also yeah. researching the work of the translator and reflecting on the needs of the source text, the needs of your audience. I'm really interested in hearing what that reflective side has been like in your studies this year. Yeah, um, it's been really interesting. I mean, it's it's not often that you have to write something and then really consider the the impact of what you're doing. Um, you've got to look at every decision you're making and justify that. Um, and putting the practical and the theoretical side together is another really interesting challenge that that's that's thrown up. Is that something that you're a part-time student, so mm. and this is your second and final year? Yeah. How different has that been, if at all, from the work that you did last year on the reflective side? Well, it's been completely different. I mean, it, it's been different for me because it, this second year I had the, the luxury of a summer to really just get a lot of research done in the field. Um, and so this time it was about concentrating on really developing what I wanted to do with the translation rather than trying to get the theory into my head and and really know what I'm doing. I really had the, I had the chance to apply that uh, this time around. And last year, um, thinking back, it was more of an issue of contending with the ideas rather than really appraising what I'm doing. Mm. So last year was building up the ideas? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's quite a lot to take in when you're doing all yeah. the different modules. I mean, you've got the linguistic side, all the theoretical ideas. And last year, I, I found that it was more of an issue of understanding what I'm writing, whereas this time I had that base already to build upon and really uh, think about the, um, the repercussions of what I'm doing the, and criticising the work that's there, mm -hmm. um, not just merely understanding it. Yeah, so when you say criticising, do you mean in the sense of there's different strategies out there yeah. that you can take off the shelf and apply to the act of translation, but they don't necessarily all fit yeah. in all contexts. Yeah. So not just um, launching an attack on a theory, but saying this is going to work in this situation, this partially works, and building up your own methodology mm -hmm. from what you've already worked with in mm -hmm. the past. So was that, whenever that kind of reflective approach was then introduced for you at Christmas time with your, no, yeah, yeah, at, yeah. at Christmas, after a, um, a semester working along these lines, and then the assignment came up, what what was that like to then start integrating um, a reflective side? It, it was it was okay because we'd sort of built up to it gradually. I mean, we'd worked on the source source text analysis separately, and then doing some target text analysis, some translation, and so it was quite natural being able to marry them together. Mm -hmm. um, so, do, do you mean in 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 the seminar? Throughout setting, throughout the module, yeah, we practiced the individual things, areas, yeah. and so it was it was. It was really easy to. So it wasn't something that to. was coming out of nowhere. It was no, no, that, that was a really about. positive aspect to it because it yeah. wasn't just 
we were dropped in with this all or nothing assignment. We'd done, you know, parts of the, mm-hmm. the work before, and it, I'd I'd even worked with similar source texts. So it was mm-hmm. it was kind of building on work I'd done before, knowing what did work then, what I needed to, yeah, um, build upon and everything. And when you got the feedback, um, in the new year, from your assignment, did it identify any things you hadn't thought about in the in your reflection? Um, did it signal anything you um, that you could have gone back and done? Well, I mean, there were, there were small mistakes. I mean, there's always the chance for you to revise and revise and keep going. Um, but I think because of the nature of reflective practice where you you question every decision you're making, and I knew to a certain extent that I was making the right choices because I, I was justifying it with things that I'd read and um, you, can, you can tell to a certain extent that what you're doing is going to be mm-hmm. uh, quite right. Uh, without sounding big-headed about anything. But that, that your approach has a basis. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, because it's called for by the audience of your given translation mm. and it's you can evidence that in your yeah. theoretical... So by process. constantly questioning what you're doing, you know that you you know to a certain extent that what you're doing is right mm-hmm. um, in that specific situation. So what tell us, remind us what sort of things it is then that for you were the big areas that the reflective side of the assignment asks you to think about. So you described it as it, it causes you to question everything you're doing. So what were the kind yeah. of main areas that it caused you to question? Well, um, linguistic decisions in the in the translation. I mean, everything from the choice of references, the choice of register, all of that. You've got to think what everything about every single decision relating to the brief that you've set out, um, and just constantly referring back to that and thinking is this decision what the audience requires? Mm. Um, so it, it was every single translation decision, where there was a, an alternative. I mean, some, sometimes there's one pretty fixed translation, but wherever there's an alternative, you think which one is fitting the uh, criteria. And so was it the brief then that, that around which everything else was centred? It had to be, yeah. yeah. The, um, there's only so, I mean, you do the source text analysis and you've got that, that material to work with, but what you're producing has to be related to the brief. That's what it's all based around. Mm-hmm. Fruella, you've um, joined us this year. You've been involved in uh, this year's, this semester's teaching and assessment um, and involved in marking the assessment at Christmas. What Has the reflective practice here been different or approached in different ways to the way in which you've carried out reflective practice or does it is it different the way in which you do your own mm. translation work well that's a that's a good question in terms of um of the approach um well we have to take into account i think that um one of the challenges of uh, an ma sometimes is to get acquainted, I mean, to get the students acquainted with a process uh, that uh, they are not familiar with. I mean, some, you, you, usually you have already as well noticed that some of our students, um, they come from very different backgrounds and they have to um, to understand the, 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 the important number of challenges that a translation poses. And therefore, I think that the um, reflective um, practice um, is kind of a decisive 
step uh, when you are working with uh, such a um, diverse uh, student body because you cannot take for granted that each person has gone to this to that arrived to that moment where they have fully grasped the, 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 the multiple uh, challenges of, of a translation. Firstly and foremostly because it is not evident. I mean no one is uh, prepared to, 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 to assess the number of challenges before taking that um, reflection in his or her own. So um, I think that um, the existence of the, the I mean, the insertion of the, the, the nets in the, of the reflective practice in the, the MA is certainly um, something that was needed in, to 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 prepare the, the 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 students for the for the future task of mm -hmm. translating. It certainly was. Um, so. But I think that to be honest, that this is um, a reflective. The kind of, of document that we the, the, that we are following is um, much more um, has many has many layers and has more layers. I think than all the commentaries that are done mm. elsewhere that I that highly influenced by kind of linguistic or um, you know comparative approach, which is of course much more limited. So I think that in a sense this is some kind of commentary that takes into account other factors that can be sometimes um, overlooked mm. in, in other traditional approaches to commentary and reflection mm -hmm. in translation. So that I think this is one certainly a step ahead and and if you want to, um, maybe even a uh, move away from the traditional commentaries. In yeah. Translation. So the structure here this year has been um, starting off with writing, writing a brief, um, imagining oneself in the position of the client and, and giving a brief to the translator. Yeah. So the student writes the translator's brief, then and then the, the document that the reflective practice document that gets handed in yeah. is um, let's see. A glossary mm. of terminology arising and unique to the source text, mm -hmm. um, a needs analysis, deconstructing what's going on in the source text and its relationship to its original audience, trying to detect how it met that those original purposes, that kind of communicative situation that the source text is 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 placed in, and then a translation strategy. Um, looking very much back to the needs of the brief, the needs of the audience, what, how to meet those expectations and prepare a strategy that that speaks to those needs and that's where students might lean on various translation strategies that we've studied throughout the year um, and then a bibliography at the end detailing the different bits of research undertaken um, and what you're saying is that maybe there's that gives a bit more scope, mm -hmm. maybe from traditional ways of envisaging the translator's commentary. But I wonder, Joseph, did you find elements of that structure um, challenging, useful? Are there ways in which um, it I was limited or, or useful? For me, I think 
thinking back to the language transfer module, which was based around a, um, a political speech, that was the text I chose, um, the source text analysis was quite new to me, um, the framework of critical discourse analysis. Um, and so that was, it was quite a challenge at first to, to try and find every single element that could be at play in this text um, and to, to really thoroughly cover um, not just surface elements, but you know, less explicit elements in there as well. Um, so yeah, that, that was quite a challenge. But at the same time, it, it, it's quite natural because it's there in, in front of you as well. Um, so yeah. So one of the difficulties then was having the kind of toolkit that necessary in order to deconstruct what is going on yeah, in the source. Developing text. this and knowing where to start, what you're looking for as well. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not obvious. Like Ferreira said, it, not everyone is going to immediately know where this is. I mean, you've got to develop the skills by looking through other texts mm -hmm. um, to know what you're looking for and what that means as mm -hmm. well, the impact of um, certain choices in the text. So if that's going to continue as a crucial element of a translator's reflective commentary, reflective practice, could there be, would it set people up better if they had more practice in the de in the analysis of source texts? Um, well, I mean, you can never have enough practice to do mm. that, I guess, but I, I thought that the module did cover it really well. I mean, by, by the end, I felt that I could look at the text and really see mm. the elements that were there. At the start, it was, you'd read it and you'd spot one or two, but then the discussion would show mm. that there's so much going on in a text that you've just completely overlooked. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that the development of that throughout the module was very good. What about the idea of kind of equipping yourself with with tools for analysis so in the seminar situation we, we talked about a few tools so we looked at some aspects of critical discourse analysis and then what students were encouraged to do was then go out and as part of their private study also arm themselves with other elements of, of analysis that could be brought in um, what was that aspect like? Um, well I think it was just a case of of really putting it into practice, um, th reading things and uh, listening to the discussions that we had in the seminar, and then seeing that in a text and learning to spot it because mm -hmm. it's, it's all well and good being shown something, but then if you don't, if you can't apply that mm -hmm. to a text afterwards, then it's all been for nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so once again, I think it, it was just a, a practical mm -hmm. element that was very important. And could could you find what you needed in the library online in terms of? Yeah, I think I think it was, it was quite knowledge. easy to to develop the knowledge. I mean, yeah. online there's there's a range of material. The library as well. Um, some of it can be quite inaccessible at first. Mm -hmm. The critical discourse analysis stuff, um, just because it was a it was quite a distinct field. I mean, it's the same with anything, any discipline. When you're starting out, there's the terminology to to get used to. But I think there's a, a good range of material available out there online to get started in it and really know what the, um, the approach is. Mm -hmm. So was it a case of some of the discussions that we had in the seminar scenario, did that, because I think, you know, I hear what you're saying there, you know, it's, it's like any field, if it's, if it's unfamiliar, then it's really difficult to know how to make inroads into mm -hmm. that, where do I go in the library, yeah. you know, what names am I looking up here? 
what years am I looking, what particular concepts am I looking for. Was it useful, the sort of the preparatory discussions that we had in, in the seminar situations then? Yeah, I mean, we, by discussing things, we knew the sort of limits of mm -hmm. what we were looking for. Um, if you're reading material and it's not covering ground that we've covered in the seminar, you know that there's more that you need to look for. Um, and it, it, was, it was really helpful. I mean, starting at a low level uh, on an individual basis, just getting the general idea and then spreading out until you feel that you've got a, a good knowledge of everything. I think mm -hmm. just combining those elements is really helpful. Mm -hmm. I would like um, to, to ask you something, Joseph, about um, trying to connect what we are doing here at the MA, the academic part of uh, translation, and what you are going to do in the future and your personal approach yeah. to, to the practice of translation. Um, we were talking so far that about the importance of reflective practice as a way to become more aware of the challenges mm. of translation. But what we would, I think, like to know, because it is as well quite important, because we are not working exclusively for the academia, we are thinking always in terms of connecting the academia and the professional world. Um, do you think that this process of reflective practice has influence or might be an important influence into the way that you are going to approach the translation? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I think it's quite rare that you could find something that unites the practical and theoretical sides of of translation. I mean, there's so many translators out there who will just ignore theory, they don't feel that it has any value, but this reflective practice has really shown that in the theory you can you can really find the, the answers to the questions that the, the source text poses. Um, and I think that by looking at the text and thinking, that, that seeing where the challenges are through this reflection, it really forced me to question my decisions as well and really think about what the, um, the actor, the translator, is, is doing. Um, and it's something that before the MA I had no idea what translation was. That's why I always think before I started, I mean, because of the way translation is taught from, from the age of 11, you know, at schools, whenever you're starting languages, it's just a tool of comprehension. It's showing that you've understood what the source text is. And so even to degree level, it, it's just showing that you've understood what's going on. Um, just at a surface level, it's, it's not about the entire culture behind it, the um, communicative purpose of the text. I mean, there's so much more, and that's, that's what you come to discover through the MA. I mean, there is so much more to translation than most people think. So do you think that to a certain extent you have now embodied uh, a kind of a practice that you will... Um, so do you think that your practice will be now a different one? By, yeah, by I suppose even if you, of course, you are not going in the future to be to be analysing every kind of text that you get your hands on, because I think it's impossible not to. Time, yeah, but um, as soon as you get a text, you're going to read it in a different way. Mm -hmm. After you've done this kind of practice, you you're going to look at it and see the elements that mm -hmm. cause you problems. And uh, I, I think my translation practice is completely dominated by the way I've I've learned to do this. Mm -hmm. um, so every text I read, I'm going to see these problematic elements. I'm going to think about my decisions. It's, uh, it's mm. inescapable. Once you've done it, it's, it's there. Mm. It's obviously the best way to, 
to practice, I, I think. That's interesting. So it's going to, you think it, it'll help you frame the way in which you go about the decisions as a freelance professional translator? Yeah, yeah. I, th I think that every text I look at, I will, I'll see in, this, in a similar way now. I mean, looking for the challenges, as I've mentioned, mm -hmm. and um, not just not just taking the surface elements that are there. It's, I think it's really just embedded in the practice mm -hmm. now. The, the two are really, really interrelated. Um, and coming up to your dissertation then this mm -hmm. summer, um, are there ways in which do you feel there's learning or practice that you can take from this reflective side over the course of the year into the way in which you're going to approach your dissertation project? Well... I mean, it depends on what, what I end up doing for the dissertation, but in terms of practical translation, definitely. Mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think the biggest thing I did take from the, the previous module was the source text analysis. I mean, um, hermeneutics is such a big part of translation, um, and having been able to work with that, it's really going to influence everything mm -hmm. that I do in terms of practical translation. Now. Um, I'm just interested then, as you... Yeah, coming into dissertation time, coming to the end of this semester, are there ways in which the reflective commentary, the idea of reflective practice as it's currently structured here, are there ways in which that could be done differently? Have you found that there are elements that you know happen in translation but that aren't yet covered under that framework yeah. that you're being asked well, about? Well, I mean, for me, I think I'm in quite a unique position of doing it part-time across the two years and as I said I had that entire summer to devote to specifically translate, you know, translation theory research um, and I could see how for new students it would be quite daunting to go into that straight away and to try and uh, combine the practical side and the theoretical side without that basis there and I think there's, there's got to be a sound theoretical basis. Otherwise, you'll even if you do understand the the source text and you, you uh, carry out the critical discourse analysis or any other um, any other approach, if you don't have the theoretical basis there as well, it's all for nothing. Mm -hmm. Again, I, I think it's key to ensure that there are the there is the basis there on on both sides um, because I don't know I can't speak for the other students I don't know whether they feel adequately prepared for that. I mean, for me, I. I think when I was starting last year, um, I would have found it quite quite daunting. It takes a while for the ideas to mm -hmm. settle in and to feel confident in what you're doing as well. Um, you need to have a, a really good grasp of your strengths and weaknesses mm -hmm. when you're carrying this kind of research out. Mm -hmm. So maybe because you had maybe if there's a sense that because you've had across a two-year experience building up your knowledge and your, your degree of comfort with the ideas mm. and, the, and the, the numerous approaches that can be taken to writing and to translation. Um, maybe for those students doing the MA in, in the one year, maybe reflective practice can be graduated across the year in the sense of something more detailed in the second semester yeah, and yeah. something more introductory in the first semester as students' ideas develop mm. and understandings of the main concepts develop, so too will 
the degree of analysis that they could provide in there. Yeah, in a similar reflection. way to the way the uh, the module was set out itself, as we we focused on one specific area and gradually built it up into the the end product of the, the assignments. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you could expand that to mm -hmm. the entire year, you know, as a whole, with modules slightly becoming more advanced. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think we will <laughs> end the discussion there. Thank you, Joseph. Um, thank you, Fruella. Um, and we'll look forward to chatting to you again coming up to your dissertation time. This has been a translator cast as part of a series of discussions with translators, in-house translators, translation students and scholars of translation. So look out for more podcasts in the future. <laughs>